Hey everybody, how's it going? Welcome back to Emerald City Hockey Post Game Live, presented by Queen Anne Beer Hall. I'm back here in the room, and uh, yeah, that was a uh, that was a rough one against the Vegas Golden Knights. There, I don't know. There's a there's a lot of stuff to talk about from it, in, in my opinion, based on the way they were playing, kind of what we can then maybe expect from the Kraken come playoff time. Uh, given what we saw against this Vegas team, you know, a playoff team, we know that the Kraken have struggled against the playoff teams, but like, I mean, I don't know, as far as like getting inside, trying to find, you know, work in the slot, which is something the Kraken have been trying to do a little bit more, especially on the power play. I don't know. I, they were about, they were having as much success as I was trying to fit all this hair up under this uh, Mariners hat. It, it just, I don't know. It wasn't, it, there was, there was some issues there, uh, but Joey kept a minute through a lot of this game. I love, I love Joey decor. He's been playing so, so well. Um, yeah, I, I, I love having Joey back. That was, that was good. Some, some positives from the crack overall. I mean, look, they got some more power play time. That was all right. I know they didn't score and it didn't look great, but the reps are important, especially against a team like Vegas. I think that's a big deal for them. <sighs> yeah, it's just tough. We'd been winning so many. We'd won five in a row. And it's like, oh, we're back to back to back to a loss. Uh, but it's okay. We're gonna have another chance to get it back next game. And keep in mind, right? Like, we kind of want to be the wild card team anyway. That third spot is looking pretty scary, especially because Vegas might end up second in the division, in which case you'd have to play them in the first round if you do end up in that third divisional spot. So there is a silver lining to to this otherwise kind of gray stormy cloud that the Kraken had tonight uh, by, by taking that L. Um, but good to be back here. Good to be back with all of you in chat. Uh, I love being at the games, but I do miss this. I really, really do. Steve Dog kicking us off. Guys just look tired out there. Not a great viewing experience, but nothing to be concerned about. I agree with you. It's late in the season. I mean, Hackstall's obviously rotating the lineup, trying to get rest. You played last night. You had to travel overnight. I know it wasn't far, but it's still. By the time they were getting out of there yesterday, it was about 11, leaving Mullet Arena. You got to get to the airport, go. You're getting into Vegas probably two in the morning and then you've got to you know try to get sleep and do all that stuff it, it's just rough it's brutal that the life of an athlete is not um as glamorous all the times as we think it might be uh so i do think that that contributed to this the fact that you went and you replaced your third d pair with um magna flurry guys who i mean that hasn't happened really this year so you've just got a whole new pairing out there. Don't know how much chemistry those two have with each other. It does throw off the way you're kind of rolling your D pairs, especially because Hacksaw gave them a ton of time. You're looking at those guys. I mean, they both played more than Will Borgen did. Like they they played as much as the Alexiak Borgen pairing, if not more. I mean, they straight up both outplayed Borgen as far as ice time goes. So that's something we have not seen from the Kraken this year there's going to be growing pains whenever you do that with your lineup, whenever you do rotate guys out and you try to get some guys in, get them a little bit of playing time before the playoffs. But really this is about resting people, keeping everybody healthy. You did have the back-to-back -back games. You got to go back and play this team on Thursday. I think Hackstall understands that, look, you made, you clinched the playoffs. That was goal. Number one, you got the hundred points last night 
against Arizona. That was like a really cool thing to do. But from here on out, it is what is going to be best for this team for the playoffs and resting players is what's going to do that for them. And so that's why you see the lineup decisions that they made, taking Geeky out of the lineup, similar thing. I just think that's what Hackstall's doing. And so whenever you do have a bunch of people into the lineup playing in different spots, playing with, you know, unusual, uh, not their usual partners, it can, it can, you know, look kind of like what we saw tonight. Just saying. Uh, Krakenock, I mean, are we really upset at this loss? As much as I really want to see the Kraken destroy the Knights, we just don't match up well against them. Give us Edmonton or Colorado instead. I mean, I don't know that we match up great against Edmonton either, especially because they're like on fire right now. Just 9 and one They're just... I think they've won nine straight. It's incredible what the Oilers are doing. Um, both of them scare me the most. Uh, I know they both scare RJ the most. I still am pretty scared of Colorado, but I do think they are the best option given what you're looking at here. So, yeah, I, like I said earlier, I do think that is the silver lining here is that the wild card spot's probably kinder to you, especially because if you do get past Colorado, you're then in that central bracket. That's a much better place to be than having to go and play either an Edmonton or a Vegas round two. You know what I mean? Like you're going to have to get through both Edmonton and Vegas if you if you get stuck in that Pacific division. And that's that's a big, big ask. It really, really is. Uh, Nicole, team looked out of gas tonight. They did. And like I said, I just think being a little out of sync because of the lineup stuff too doesn't, doesn't help. I thought in the first period they played with a lot of energy. They did do a good job. They were trying to play that disciplined neutral zone hockey to isolate and, and deal with that Vegas transition. And the bottom line was, I just don't think they had, whether it was the the um, the physical energy or the mental energy or, or the emotional energy, whatever it was, to deal with it all night. And the, the adjustments that Vegas made from period one to period two, they just, they just came out and it was just too much for the crack in that second period onward um, is the bottom line. That and Vegas did a really good job adjusting defensively. Kraken were not able to get anything going offensively. They could not work inside at all. They couldn't work low either. And this was a real problem for the Kraken. And you could see this, especially in the third period. The third period looked absolutely brutal for the Seattle Kraken because they couldn't run any of the systems that they want to run. They couldn't work the puck deep. They couldn't work it behind the net. They couldn't work it into somebody at the slot. And so what you saw was, at the end there, like three and a half minutes left. Uh, I'll try to you know clip the video later or something and put it out there. But with about three and a half minutes left, you have this incident where even, even though um, you've done a really good job trying to work it inside all you know this last week or two, you get the situation where um, Donato was able to finally break through and he's open kind of in the side of the slot and he's all geared up for a one-time slap shot. And because of what the, the Vegas Gold Knights had done all game long, I, I forget who had the puck. It might have been Froden. Didn't have his head up. Wasn't even looking in Donato's direction. By the time he finally looks in Donato's direction, the window of opportunity is gone. And then he sends him even like a, an awful pass that was like, Donato's ready for the one-timer and the pass is like over there. And it's like, oh, okay, that's not uh, that's not good. But, but even before that, you had the Kraken enter the zone and they have a turnover because they just pass it along the blue line. We saw that so much from them tonight, especially on the power play. The Vegas uh, PK was able to be so aggressive up along the blue line because they just, they had everything shut down below that. So they could just stand up and they, they're like, look, if we take away the Kraken's ability to work down low, the Kraken kind of don't know what to do. 
And so then we can just be aggressive up at the blue line because they're just going to pass it back and forth along the blue line. And that's what we saw from the Kraken. And we saw big turn, big time turnover about 10 minutes left in the third period there where the Kraken just tried to pass it across the blue line. Vegas just stepped up, grabbed it, and went off to work. And so that's something that the Kraken are going to have to figure out is as you play against a playoff team, as we just talked about what to expect in the playoffs, one of those things is that coaching chess match. If teams think that, hey, if we take away their ability to work down low, the Kraken don't have anything, Kraken have to make sure that they have some sort of answer for that. And Kraken very well might have an answer for that. They might be preparing for that, and they just don't want to give it away right now at the end of the regular season, which, to be fair, probably the smart way to go. Um, but I do think that that is something that uh, Dave Haxtell and the coaching staff if they haven't already been working on it, I think that's something they're going to need to work on because I think Vegas tonight kind of gave the blueprint on how to slow down the Kraken's attack uh, pretty pretty effectively. Lindsay, I don't want to play against the Edmonton Oilers anyway. 9-0-1, the last 10 games is scary. Right there with you. Right there with you. I'm scared of them as well. Daniel, glad to see Joey did well tonight, but you can tell he looked uh, we looked tired tonight. There was there was definitely that element of it for for everybody involved. Uh, sorry, I'm just getting that settled there. Uh, Ty, oh, that's what three games in four nights looks like, lol. Hope Hack can answer some of the go-ahead and do whatever you want, Vegas. They own the whole center of the ice and knew everything we were trying. So similar to what I was just talking about there, Ty. Sorry, I, I kind of gave it away already. Uh, but it's true. I mean, Vegas had the middle of the ice on lockdown. Kraken could not work inside. And then they just kind of lost the idea of even working inside, which to me is a really bad sign. Like if you, you got to always be trying that you got to be trying to get net front. You got to be trying to, to have those passes open because when you do have the opportunity, you got to make sure that you can capitalize it on it. And that's where that Donato play comes in where Donato was finally able to break through and get a really good look there. And the Kraken just couldn't get him the puck uh, because they had just kind of given up on the idea of, of trying to work that play. Uh, and you just can't do that. You got to always be prepared for it might work. Even if you don't think it's going to work, you need to be prepared for the idea that it might. Uh, just like, you know, if you think something is going to work, you need to be prepared for the idea that it won't. Uh, it's it's the same kind of thing. And I feel like that the Kraken were kind of missing that come the third period in this one, just because they were so effectively kind of handled in the second that they just they just didn't have it afterwards. And I do think that's where the fatigue factor comes in and everything. And then, like I said, you got different people in the lineup it's not your normal lineup. It's, it's the end of the regular season. You're not going to pull out all the bells and whistles for this game anyway. So that's kind of why we saw what we saw tonight. I think X kid Z pucks bouncing everywhere and always seemed to find a golden night. Was it the pressure and physicality of the Knights being tired from a back to, or, uh, or being tired from a back to back? I think it's both. I mean, this golden Knights team, they are big and they are physical and they like to push people around. They like to box people out. They like to control the ice in all three zones, right? That is what they want to do is they want to be in control and they want to dictate what you are going to do. And they're very, very effective at that. And that's why I think they kind of need to try the Kraken or, or really any team against Vegas. Try kind of what the Kraken found some success with against Dallas, which is, you know what? It's, it's going to be rough and you're going to take a beating. But if you can kind of penetrate through their defense and you can get behind their defense and force that defense to turn around, 
I think then you could see that system start to collapse. And I think that's going to be the best option for the Kraken if they do, you know, playing Vegas on Thursday. And then if, if for some reason you end up getting matched up against them in the playoffs, I think that's something that they're going to have to look at. But yeah, the bottom line is they're a big physical team. They're built for playoff hockey in that way. You just got to find a way to not get pushed around. Or if you're, they're going to push you around, you got to find a way of using that to your advantage. Use, um, I don't know if, if any of you have seen the um, the Shane Wright clip that's in uh, kind of the, um, the the scouting, what's it called? The, my prospect live chat like trailer that I did. But in there, there's a Shane Wright clip where Shane Wright from the World Juniors this past um, December is net front and he engages with a defender physically and then he lets the defender push him understanding that once a once a defenseman is engaged physically he wants to finish that it's 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 just the way it is he wants to continue that because if he's winning that battle and he's pushing you i mean that's just like dopamine's going crazy in their brain right and so he's just going to keep pushing you and what shane wright does is he lets him push him but by letting him push him he pulls the defenseman completely out of position and then team canada was able to work down low because the defenseman was gone and it was all because shane wright just engaged physically and then allowed himself to lose that physical battle and it and it worked it worked brilliantly for him i'm not saying you have to like try to play 40 chess like that uh, against vegas but things of that nature of trying to find ways of of winning those battles in unique ways or play to the play to their strength right in the sense of if they're going to be overly physical find a way to use that to your own advantage the way shane wright did i think that's again something that the kraken are going to have to look at here uh, Krakenock, based off Decord's performance tonight against a solid team, do we feel comfortable as Gru's possible backup in the playoffs? I do. I still think Gru is by far and away the best option for the Kraken. Without knowing exactly what's wrong with Martin Jones, I will always say the healthy guy is better just because I don't know what's wrong with Martin Jones. It could be something pretty bad, actually. Um, but I... Yeah, Joey has looked solid. He looked solid in that bit of time that he had to come up and win a couple games with us. Hackstall seems pretty confident in him, talking about that uh, the Calgary game from earlier in the year and how much that meant to the team. So yeah, I I think I'm I am comfortable with him being the backup. I do think though, if you're if you go without Grubauer, I don't know that this team can win, uh, and that's just. You know, but how many teams are really winning with their backup in the postseason anyway? Um, I think the Kraken are probably going to be underdogs regardless of who they play, also, and all that kind of stuff. Uh, but yeah, I, I think I think I would be okay with Joey being the backup. Absurdly saying I'm not upset. It'd be nice if we beat them Thursday at home, but I'm not even going to be too upset if we don't. Again, we we improved by 40 points on the year. That is in insane right that we got the 40 point improvement year over year only 60 points last year remember how brutal last year was uh so we we did that it's basically 20 plus you know we're plus 20 wins year over year set that record i'm with you absurdly saying i'm not too upset by this loss i think it, it probably better long term for them looking at the playoffs anyway and then yeah on thursday i'd like to i'd like to win that last one just because you know it's it's the night where they get to it's fan appreciation night basically right and so i i think the best way to appreciate the everybody who's come to all the games throughout the year is to get the win but if they if they don't it's not the it's not the end of the world we're going to the playoffs at this point really since we've clinched 
I feel like all of us, including the team, have had kind of like, you know, we're, we're really kind of looking at the playoffs more than we're looking at finishing out this regular season anyway. Um, Striatic, who has more incentive to lose Thursday? Kings to dodge the Oilers or Ducks for better Bedard odds? That's a very uh, interesting question, Striatic. Probably the Ducks. And I would assume that the Ducks would be the team to do anything to try to make that loss happen. Uh, you know what I mean? And I think that that's, you know, whether it's not playing Gibson and playing some other goaltender just to give them some ice time and some practice at the NHL level. And, you know, oh, Trevor Zegras, he wasn't feeling 100 percent. So we're keeping him out of the game kind of thing. I think the Ducks would be in that position. I think if you're the Kings, if you're really any team, even the Kraken, I just don't think if you're a playoff team, you can have the mentality of let's try to lose so we can not face that scary team i don't know that that's the healthiest culture or attitude to have right before you enter the playoffs i i don't i think you want to try to build this idea of you're invincible or you're the team that can get it done or you've got the magic or whatever it is i, I think that's probably more so what you want to do so i'm going to say pretty solidly i think the ducks have far more incentive to try to try to walk out of the building with an l than the kings do personally although if the kings were to be upset by the ducks in that one and it was to work out in the king's favor they'd probably take it uh, <laughs> rebecca dylan cheer up you're def you definitely got the more fun road game i know i feel bad for rj having to having to get that that pretty rough game there um not the not the most exciting one is is you know as, as it can find um sin city bugging people down here uh let's see all right, I'll keep an eye on you, Sin City, but not too much. I get, I get that you won. That's fine, but uh, nothing, nothing too much here. Um, but yeah, I am, I am bummed for RJ. But you know, still, I mean, that Vegas building is a really cool building to be in. I will give them that. Uh, and it's just, it's fun to cover road games. It, it really is. I'm, I'm really, really happy I got to do that yesterday. I had such a good time. Uh, Gregory, speaking of being in the building, Gregory, ah. Oh! we started well but then the tide turned we'll get them on thursday definitely i mean that's a, it's a really positive attitude to have gregory i still hope you enjoyed your time in vegas and you enjoyed the game um yeah it it was like i said we did start well and then they made adjustments and the kraken did not adjust well afterwards and i don't know that they entirely tried for the third period either uh just given how dominant vegas was as the game went on x kid z joey was great love him too bad he didn't get the w why not have him in net yesterday and groovy tonight did he not get to arizona with enough time i don't think it was that i really do think that for hackstall you're looking at this and you're trying to you know sure up your situation because you don't want to be the last wild card team although i don't know that that was entirely on the books but like i was just saying with striatic's question i don't think you want to enter the playoffs with a mindset of we don't want to try to be as the best that we can and so i do think that there is an element to the kraken that wants to finish it out of the wild card spot they want to be the third place team in the pacific division they don't want to be a wild card team and by putting grubauer in and guaranteeing yourself the split essentially of we're guaranteeing ourselves that Arizona game and, and, and getting to the hundred points. And then we'll take whatever happens in Vegas and we can rest people and it'll be fine. And you get your, you give yourself that one, one split. I think that was the idea uh, was just, let's walk out of there. I think that's the most solid and best answer. The disaster scenario is that you go into, you don't want that to happen. 
Um, and, you know, I think that's what they wanted. I think they knew they were going to be tired for this Vegas game, just given all the games they've been playing and the travel and everything. And so I think they kind of wrote it off a little bit. And, and I think, you know, we've seen teams do that and teams do that at various points throughout the year, just because you have to manage loads, especially with goaltenders. And I think that's what they did here was they wanted Grubauer to get that, that easier game against Arizona and then give him. A, a decent amount of time to then rest and be ready to go for that that home game against Vegas because I think they prioritized that over the road game in Vegas and I think that's what we're seeing tonight and that's why they did what they did. It was still nice that Hackstall was able to get Joey in there for a little bit yesterday in front of the ASU um, home crowd and in that building, but I think that that's that's what it was. Ty could definitely tell Dylan was not in the building tonight, lol. What does that mean? What does that mean? Um, yeah, I mean, RJ certainly doesn't have a magical pack of five gum that he got from Crypto.com Arena. That's for sure. Because uh, the Kraken could have used it. Could have used it, definitely. Was the playoff matchup for the Kraken if we know that from Carter there? So we still don't know that. The two... The, the odds on favorite, I would I would say, without actually knowing the odds, would be Colorado, that the Kraken are going to stay in this first wild card spot and then will face the winner of the Central Division. Right now, Colorado has a one point lead over Dallas as well as. Uh, yeah, they have a one point lead and they would hold the tiebreaker against Dallas for that top spot in the central. So Colorado, as of right now, looks like their most likely opponent. It is possible that the Kraken could climb into that third spot in the Pacific division, in which case they would play whoever finishes second in the Pacific division, which would be one of either uh, Vegas or Edmonton. Edmonton right now is in the driver's seat for that, but they both have one game left. Edmonton is two points behind Vegas. If Edmonton is able to get a win and Vegas was to lose on Thursday to the Kraken, Edmonton does have the tiebreaker, in which case Edmonton would finish first in the division. And then the Kraken are looking at maybe playing Vegas in that second, uh, in that third spot. I don't know. Bottom line is we don't know yet. We're not going to know until at least Thursday. Uh, and then it's even possible after that, say if Dallas wins and Colorado loses their next one, we might not know until Friday uh, because of that last that last extra day game of Colorado versus Nashville. So we just don't know yet, Carter, but it's going to be fun kind of watching it all, all shake out, I think. Stratic, I don't mind losing this game against Vegas, but winning the next one or at least being very competitive is very important for confidence. It's been a while since we've defeated a playoff team. That's still my big concern. I know that's RJ's big concern. It's just the idea that the Kraken haven't played that well against playoff teams this year. And that's a little concerning. And I think we saw that tonight. I mean, there was elements of Vegas just kind of being a better team. They, they were big and strong and physical. They had the better uh, adjustments period to period. I mean, they, there's a reason that they're up at the top of the Western Conference standings. And there's a reason that we've struggled against them so much. So I think, you know, the Kraken... It's year two. We made the playoffs. That's our big improvement. But uh, I think next year is the year where we want to be in the spot of a Vegas where teams are like, dang, how do we just get past them? How do we adjust to their adjustments? How do we do all that kind of stuff? Uh, we're just not quite there yet. But yes, I, I do think that, you know, keeping the confidence and everything is is goal number one. Um Let's see, uh, what do you mean Avalanche can't be that much better to face than Vegas? Well, that's partly my argument. I think Colorado's our third worst option. Uh, a lot of other people disagree. I know RJ kind of feels differently given the way our the season series against Colorado has gone. The Kraken have had success against Colorado. 
I still think Colorado, they're just, they've been biding their time, waiting. They've been injured. I'm any team with those star players on it, I am very, very concerned about. Edward, uh, let's lock in that wild card one spot. Third in the division may look better on the resume, but as Admiral Akbar would say, it's a trap. A thousand percent agree with you, Edward. And I will always, I will always swoon for the uh, Admiral Akbar uh, reference. Jessica, poor RJ. Hope the buffet was great. Free booze in the arena, so long as you're gambling. Um, that's a good question. I don't think they have any gambling going on in the arena. Uh, not that I remember from the game, one game last year. Hmm, that's interesting. But yeah, I, I am wondering if they do have some sort of buffet for the media meal there. That would be really intriguing. I'll, we'll have to ask RJ when he comes on here. But yeah, I wish, he, wish he'd gotten a better game there. Um, Habak, feels like we got out coached. Vegas knew what to do better and we looked lost. I hope this isn't the case for the playoffs or we will be out quick. It is one of the, you know, it's one of those aspects of the playoffs. We talked about it on the pod. I've been talking about it through this one. Vegas, I, I, I agree with you. We did get out coached there. Vegas made solid adjustments. Kraken did a pretty good job handling the transition in the first period. They did a good job counter punching. That's how you get that Yanni goal, right? Uh, and, and by the end of the period, momentum very much going in the Kraken's favor. Kraken were playing very well that last 10 minutes of that first period. Vegas comes out and they're like, all right, we got to shut things down, down low. Let's also not let them kind of, you know, use the sideboards to kind of work down low. Let's make sure we take those away. Defensemen get aggressive moving over to the side. Wingers, make sure you come down to help out. Kraken didn't have an answer for that. And they didn't have an answer for that for the third period either. And that was a concern as well. Also, Vegas was like, all right, we're going to we're going to have those wingers drop low. Again, very similar to the, the to the Dallas situation, right, where they have their wingers drop low and then they keep the other forwards up high and they use that to kind of counterattack. Vegas did a lot of the similar things here tonight uh, based on what we were seeing. So I think a lot of the, the coaching things that we talked about with Dallas going up against that Pete DeBoer system, I think could play, could potentially play here against the Bruce Cassidy Vegas system. It'll be interesting to see if Hackstall works in any of those adjustments that they used against Dallas for that last game against Dallas into Thursday's game against the Golden Knights, because I think that might be your best approach uh, to take against Vegas. Otherwise, um, yeah, I mean, you just, the answer is just to, you know, bite the bullet and, and just take the punishment, but keep going to the middle and say, look, at some point, if they're really going to get overly rough with us, we just count on the refs calling it. But I don't think you ever want to be in the situation where you have to depend on refs calling penalties. It's probably not the best strategy. <laughs> Um, Mahareen, uh, Joey's still at 900 for the year, and that's probably the most positive thing I can say about that game. I know we didn't necessarily want the win, but I wish they had looked a bit better in the process. I understand that as well. I, I agree with you there. Like I said, there's a silver lining to the loss, but you don't want to kind of just get, you know, I wouldn't, I wouldn't say run out of the building. They were kind of escorted and walked out of the building by the end is really what was happening as, as uh, Vegas just wasn't even letting them into the defensive, into their, into the offensive zone. Um, it was just rough. Uh, Edward, let's, uh, let's make it like my post high school academic career and head on over to central. <laughs> oh, Love it. Love it. That's definitely think uh, that's, that's definitely will be Carter. Do you think we'll win the first round? It's going to be, it's going to be tough. Um, I think the Kraken are ahead of schedule. I would consider the Kraken underdogs. That being said, 
you look at kind of the points and everything for all of these teams and the Kraken are right there. Colorado's 105 points. Kraken have 100 points. Like it's not like we're, we're we shouldn't have imposter syndrome entering the playoffs or anything. You know what I mean? But I do think that it's going to be challenging. Uh, no matter who you face, Colorado, Vegas, Edmonton, any of those teams, Dallas even, you are going to be the underdog team and you're going to have to find a way to win and you're going to have to find a way to match the adjustments game to game because you are playing that same opponent night after night. I think you're also going to have to find a way to be more consistent at home because it's great if you can win one of your first two games in the series on the road, which I think the Kraken can do. We've seen them win road games all year long. Uh, but then when it comes back to CPA, you have to make sure you can take care of business. So I think more things have to go right than wrong for the Kraken, kind of, um, which is probably safe to say all the time. But I think they can win. I'm not going to say that it's hopeless or anything, but I do think that they are underdogs and they're going to have to um, dig deep a little bit. And they're going to have to try to, you know, either out coach or really just, you know, out goalie or something to find their way out of the first round, given the the level of opponent that they're going to have to face ultimately. Uh, it's just a, it's just the name of the game. But again, year two, it was just make the playoffs year three is when things get serious for us and the team's going to be better. Um, let's see here. Lexiak and Donato were really popping in the first period. They were, I thought Yanni was good. Tolvanen was really good through the first period. Like there was a nice handful of guys that were really getting it done in that first period. Again, they were really, the Kraken were kind of doing a, a bend don't break defensively. And then let's spring out and kind of come in with a counter attack. Um, I think the one thing I didn't like about it was a lot of that counterattack was solo work. Like just one guy just going in and, and trying to make something happen, get behind the Vegas defense. I think it'd be great if you could get two people going kind of like what Vegas did, because then you have somebody there for rebounds or, or lucky bounces or any of that kind of stuff. Maybe not necessarily as a passing option, they can trail a little bit, but you do want somebody there for the follow-up, which is what Vegas did all night long and created a ton of dangerous chances. Thankfully, Joey, bailed out the Kraken a lot defensively because I thought that the Kraken defense was pretty brutal in their own zone in this one. Um, I think we'd all probably agree with that. Uh, but yeah, that's that's kind of where they're at. But yes, I agree. Alexiak Donato, very, very good. Kraken power play just couldn't get anything going tonight. Hopefully they play better for their final regular season game at home against Vegas. Positive note, Megna looked pretty solid on defense from Sean there. He did. And yeah, the power play, this was the worst the power plays looked in a while. Like maybe this month even. Uh, if, we, if we had to be honest with each other, but got RJ here. Oh my gosh, RJ. Look at you. Look at you going on here. So much to talk about. First and foremost, do you enjoy storming that castle? Sorry, I, I missed the end of it. It cut out for a sec. What was the question? Did you have fun storming that castle? I, I tried. Um, may, maybe more successful than the Kraken tonight. Um, but yes, I've managed to successfully storm the castle. I just had to try and compete with your background from last night. Yeah, no, it's a, it's a good one there. Digging the digging the fit as well. Um, what do you what do you what are you thinking of after this one, RJ? Because it wasn't the greatest of Kraken games, um, but at the same time, silver linings. Eh, loss isn't the worst as far as staying in the wild card spot. Right. I think in the long run, the loss might actually benefit them, given what the standings are at. I mean, we've talked about this. We know we've talked about what opponents we want and don't want. And this is I'm not trying to you know do a told you so or anything here, but this is kind of what I had envisioned when I said how scared I was of Vegas in our playoff preview podcast. The Kraken just the Vegas's speed just gives them fits. It really does. 
and we'll see if that's any better in a couple days. I mean, Yanni Gord did talk about, like, we, we kind of ran by a few different explanations for what happened tonight, but really he said at the end of the day, we just didn't skate. Like, there, there's no other factors or anything like that. We just didn't skate, and uh, it was that simple. And so he said, when we're playing our game, you know, F1's coming in hard, F2's coming in hard, F3's, you know, hanging with their center. You know, you're able to do all that stuff, and you just felt like the legs were not moving tonight. Yeah, and that, that was a big problem for it. Also, just felt like the adjustments solidly in Vegas's favor each step of the way throughout this one. It was it was pretty rough for the Kraken. Felt like the Kraken just could not get anything going offensively second, especially third period, because Vegas did such a good job. They just choked things off down low. Exactly. I mean, I, Bruce Cassidy's a good coach. He knows how to make adjustments to his system defensively. And I, I think, again, they just, yeah, they smothered the Kraken with those adjustments down low. And, and you know, the speed ultimately came back in transition. I think Kraken made a lot of mistakes also to kind of feed that as well. It, you know, it wasn't all the adjustments. I think there was just some sloppy hockey in there too. Um, but it all kind of came together and that second period just ended up dooming them. Yeah, how much, how, how much of that do you think is just because the Kraken were working with not their normal lineup, right? You're bringing in guys, you're rotating guys through, you're dealing with the stresses of all the travel, all these games here late in the season. I mean, I do think that that adds up for some of that. I, I think it does. It's certainly a factor, I think. Um, you know, in fact, you're missing an entire D pair. I mean, that, you know, that, yeah. that plays a role, right? Um, but ultimately, I don't think it was the deciding factor. And you, know, you look at Vegas, too. They were missing Jack Eichel. They were missing Shea Theodore. You know, they've got other gears to get to as well. Both teams were a little shorthanded. Yeah. Got a, got a, a golf cart backing up into you there. Uh uh edward i'm excited for the playoffs this year both of my teams made it the kraken and whoever is playing vegas very good edward <laughs> definitely on board with that um Schultz, i can see the knights getting goalied by hellebuck that's the plan i feel like i would love that too that's what they'd have to do yeah for sure ak uh, kraken looked a little shop worn and tired after the five game win streak and back to backs little r and r and homebrew and we'll get them on thursday night it's going to be very intriguing to see what kind of adjustments they make for that game on thursday rj i mean do you have an idea of what you would do i mean i, I do think there's something to yanni gord's assessment that they just kind of they didn't skate and so they couldn't hang with the speed i do think being on the second half of back to back excuse me back to backs really does hurt but yeah. I get. I think the Kraken played well in the first period, and the reason, the big reason why, was that they didn't feed Vegas's transition. They were really smart with the puck, not turning it over, uh, especially in through the neutral zone. And the D were. I mean, they sometimes did get forwards a little deeper than I would have wanted. I thought maybe that was a little dangerous, but the D were really smart about their pinches. And as a result, if you think back to the first period, Vegas really didn't have any major odd man rushes. No two on ones. No three on twos. And it's so hard for the Golden Knights to kill you with that when when you take away the biggest part of their game, uh, which is why the Kraken, I thought, you know, they went into the first intermission 1-1. I thought they had the better of the play in that. So just get back to that kind of hockey. And I think just, just focus, having the legs, those are the big things. Yeah, I thought it looked very similar to Dallas, actually. What the what the Vegas what the Vegas Golden Knights were trying to do in their defensive zone was very similar to what we saw from Dallas, where you do have them wanting to feed that transition. They were pulling wingers back in the second and third periods, especially. They were trying to help out. They weren't letting the Kraken move down along the boards at all, right? Force them to the middle where we just kind of don't let them do anything, force a turnover, get it out of there. And so for the Kraken, I think it's one of those where I would try to the same adjustments that they made against Dallas. 
where it's try to try to get it back behind them, force them to turn around and have to play with their backs to the rest of the zone, especially those defenders, and see if you can get something done there. The difference is, I feel, is Vegas is a little bit more physical than Dallas is. They're going to be better about keeping you at bay there. They're not going to let you kind of bully your way in net front or behind the net the same way Dallas, you know, you can kind of get away with that against them. So it's going to be interesting to see um, what Dave Haxtell does there. Uh, how's it going, Pablo? John, also, Gru gets rest closer to the playoffs, and Vegas only gets to see him once in case we did see them in the first round. Yeah, I mean, lots of talk about the, you know, uh, starting starting Gru yesterday, Joey today kind of thing still. Uh, that being said, I thought Joey looked pretty good in this one. Like, this isn't on him. I thought he looked excellent. I mean, he held the Kraken in this game for a while, even after they really didn't deserve to be. That second period uh, was fantastic from him, and I think, um, you know, that was a major talking point after the game. Dave Haxtell talked about how confident he is uh, in Joey Decord whenever, you know, however he has to come into games. The team has a lot of confidence in him. And um, Yanni echoed that sentiment as well, just how great of a game Joey Decord played. I, I thought you know, he was probably the Kraken's best player tonight. And speaking of Joey Decord, I mean, my favorite moment post game was we got the chance to talk to him. And I guess you guys didn't have the chance to talk to him after the last game. So, of course, I, I wanted to ask him about coming in for that last minute, the significance of that moment to him being a, an ASU, you know, alumna, alumnus there. Um, and so I did get the chance to ask him the question, and I loved his answer. He instantly had pride on his face and just talked about how special it was, even just coming out for warm-ups, how special it was. He said, I feel like in a lot of ways I helped build that arena. He said, I, you know, I was there for their first ever D1 season. I committed there without the uh, ASU ever having played a Division One game. Yeah. I mean, that, that's that's crazy, right? And, and he talked about his coach, the, the great Coach Powers at ASU, who's built a fantastic program. And he said, Coach Powers, he would always say, be the tradition. That was our mantra. And it was just so special feeling up there, like like I embodied that. Like, you know, so it just, you could see the pride on Joey Decord's face that he, he was the tradition. And you could see kind of what he was one of the first to help build. Yeah, no, that's awesome. I'm glad you guys were able to speak to him tonight. Cause yeah, it was it was unfortunate we didn't get him yesterday. <laughs> that would have been pretty pretty cool. I know the ASU uh, uh, student reporters would have loved that. That would have been really yeah. great for them. Uh, Becca would be so nasty to play up to nine games in a row against Vegas. Oh man, that would be that would be brutal <laughs> for everybody involved. That would be brutal. I'll just say I'd rather not. <laughs> yep. Good morning, Barbara. There. Um, uh, let's see, Roscoe. Reality check, people. The Kraken have only two wins against playoff teams since the All Star break. This is the concern. I know this has been your kind of talking point for a while, RJ. Uh, it's true though, and that's it's something that the Kraken are going to have to figure out. Yeah, I mean, it's gotten to the point where you kind of set your watch by you know pretty reliably what's going to happen when the Kraken play a playoff team, especially at home, um, and that's why I think the next game. It's, it's going to be a test. I know the two points probably aren't the most valuable. Maybe even you want to decline the two points. Maybe you even don't want those. But it's their last measuring stick game against a playoff-level team at home where they just haven't gotten it done against that caliber of team. Um, and I think it's important that they show, at least to themselves, that they can have a respectable effort even if the two points aren't there. Oh, definitely, definitely. Edward, is seven of eight playoff teams in the Western Conference reaching 100 points a record? That's a good point. I don't know that I can remember it happening. I can't either. Yeah, no time offhand, but I'm going to go back and check at least the last 10 years or so to see if that's happened. Yeah, that's a good catch there, Edward. 
Um, let's see. John, I was hoping the no stress part of the season would be less stressful, lol. <laughs> oh, that's it's very, very true. Just when we think we're out, they pull us back in. I know. Ty, you don't know stress yet, lol. Wait till postseason. Those little mistakes are going to haunt our dreams. Then we get to think about it all summer. Aren't you a ray of sunshine, Ty? Getting everybody fired up for the playoffs. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's... <laughs> We talked about it last last deep dive, RJ. It's just next level, and it is, it's just, it's everything, and it's yep. it, it can be rough. Yeah, <laughs> prepare but, yourself. But so just rewarding all, all the drama. at the same time. But so rewarding at the same time. Um, let's see here. Uh, thanks, Daniel, for posting the what Dallas and Colorado each have left. Uh, Habak kind of wished we were an Eastern Conference team. Might be crazy, but playing Boston would be better than our situation right now. I mean, given the Kraken's performance history against Boston, I mean, you got that win in Boston, and then you know what? Outside of a last-minute kind of something, would it would have looked pretty good at home against them? Uh, there might be something there. You know I put a lot of stock into the season series, and to be honest, I'd rather play Boston than Vegas if it was possible. You know, in a playoffs in the first round playoff series, give me Boston. It it fits my narrative for the postseason thing too, because I'm not a believer in the regular season series thing, right? We've established that. But the thing that right. I am worried about, especially for first rounds, is the superstar players taking over the series. And mm-hmm. bottom line is Boston has pasta, but as we talked about on the last uh, red glare, RJ, not a ton after that. It's just kind of depth. And so if you can isolate and try to shut down pasta, maybe the Kraken's depth can overcome Boston's a little bit there. Although that goaltending, talk about playoff playoffs coming down to goaltenders, it's going to be hard for whoever's going to play Boston yep. in that regard. Um, let's see here. Uh, Daniel, I'm not sure I'm going to be able to handle playoff hockey. You, you'll find your way. It's it's <laughs> something everybody, everybody finds their own way of kind of doing it. Um, let's see. Uh, Becca, y'all, we made it. Almost time to fight for Lord Stanley's Blessed Cup. I know, I'm telling you, and every time it gets me, playing for that same trophy that the Metropolitans won over 100 years ago as the first U.S. city to win the Stanley Cup. I mean, there's just nothing better than that. It is, it's so, so cool, that tradition in hockey of playing for that, that same piece of hardware every year. Best trophy in all the sports. You cannot beat it. Yep uh Lindsay's daring you to rip off one of those vegas decals behind you rj i was gonna say there's lots of people around those the problem i don't know that yeah you get no very the, far. the fortress is guarded i will say that much <laughs> yep uh let's see edward if you rush a miracle worker you get a lousy miracle not sure if dylan's question for rj was an intentional princess bride reference but that's where my mind went it was edward so glad somebody got it um uh (laughs) let's see okay kraken will do just fine in the playoffs what doesn't kill them will only make them stronger for next season forged in fire against a bunch of heavyweight western conference playoff teams win-win this is something i definitely believe in especially for the players who haven't been there Right. We do know that the Kraken have depth. They have players who have lifted the Stanley Cup over their heads before. But when I think of what the Kraken are going to need long term, what is their core? You think of a Matty Beneers, you think of a Jared McCann, right? And getting them this kind of postseason experience in a spot like this, I do think is going to be very, very valuable. Exactly. And so much of, of kind of a team's playoff progression, we've seen this with the avalanche kind of through their their trials leading up to the stanley cup last year 
It's about learning what it takes together as a team and, and growing through those challenges. And you so rarely are going to get that in year one together as a team going to the playoffs. It's, it's just, it just generally doesn't happen. And so you want the kind of experiences the Kraken are going to build on because, hey, look, it's unlikely they're going to win the cup this year, but you want to lay that bedrock for future runs. And the, the harder your competition, the, the more you realize, okay, this is what playing against a Stanley Cup caliber team looks like, feels like, and what we need to do to overcome that. Right. Uh, you, you mentioned Colorado, Tampa, right? There's oh, a yeah. lot of playoff heartbreak there before they finally broke through and were able to to become that dynasty that they are now. Um, let's see, Lindsay, anything beyond the Kraken getting swept in the first round is already a massive victory this season. Heck, we're already exceeding my expectations just by making the playoffs. Uh, Pablo agree with that. Yeah, no, I, I think that's that's the healthy attitude to keep here as we approach the playoffs. Oh, so sure. That's where I'm at. Yep. Uh, Rebecca, love that from Joey. Crazy that he got the chance to build a new team all over again with the Kraken. It's very true. Like That's the, right. Yeah, yeah he's, he's familiar with that situation. Year. The Firebirds this year. I mean, that's what he's been doing with a new building and all of that. And look how well the Firebirds have been going. Yeah, that, that is great. He's he's definitely got that like personality about it. It takes a special kind of person to want to go into a brand new situation and be like, look, I'm I'm going to be the tradition. I'm going to be the history. And I'll make it happen, even though nobody has really kind of come here before. Definitely, definitely. Kepler, that game was so lame, I fully tuned out and almost forgot about ECH post-game. I hope you guys can forgive me. Absolutely forgiven, Kepler. Always glad to have you in here, and especially also after that M's game earlier. <laughs> that one was Yeah, no, happy to have you in here. Man, if I wasn't at the game, like, <laughs> yeah, tuned out a little bit too. Yep. Uh, Habak, I was rooting for the Rangers to keep me busy last postseason. I felt physical pain when watching them lose in the Eastern Conference final. I don't know how I'll watch the Kraken in the playoffs. It's tough. Like I said, it's it's all about finding your coping skills. And just like with the Kraken, right, finding what's going to work, how hard you have to play, that extra level of inner something you need to reach for as a player in the playoffs. It's it's going to be a similar situation for a lot of us here, right? A lot of people new to hockey or new to having a team that you're this invested in going through that playoff experience. I mean, it's 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 going to be experience for you too, as you're all learning, you know, your way, various ways of coping with the stresses and all of that. It's it's going to be it's going to be fun. I think, and I think it's really really awesome that we have this community where everybody can come together and and experience it one another shoulders to lean on people to cheer with all of that. I think that's going to help out everybody a lot. Yeah. And going in, you know, that after every single game, you've got this whole community here for you here to help you deal with all the craziness of playoff hockey. And we're going to all experience this together. Yeah. And Lindsay talking about that next comment, just thinking about ECH post games after playoff games has me buzzing. Imagine how wild the chat is going to be after a playoff win, going to get 200 plus people in here. Easy. I can't even like I can't even begin to process what it'll be like, but it is going to be fantastic. And you know what? We're not we're not gonna have to wait too long either. I know. I know it's it's next week. It's next yes. week, Dylan. I know. It's wild. I've been I've been trying to trying to listen to Hackstall, take it one day at a time, go through this whole thing. <laughs> but the bottom line is it did hit me today. It's like, oh, after this one, it's one game left. That's it. Like, we're there. Postseason is upon us. And one thing that, that kind of yeah drove that home to me tonight is this was the Golden Knights' last home game. So they were doing all the fan appreciation stuff. Yep. They were kind of getting ready for the playoffs. You know, next game in here will be a playoff game. So it really 
uh, you know, kind of, uh, you know, drove that through into my mind. Like, oh, yeah, we're we're really almost there. Yeah, I saw them all practicing the wave to get it ready for the playoffs. <laughs> yes, yes. Oh, man. Uh, good night, Pablo there. Um, Bach also if we needed a good laugh. The Penguins lost to the Blackhawks in a must win. Uh, I skipped over when other people brought it up earlier. Uh, I just feel bad. Sorry, this, Dylan. It was supposed to be the ride off into the sunset years for the, for this Penguins trio, and it's just not at all starting off good. Um, Kepler, I can't. Now they I can, can. Now they. Sorry. Now they can ride off into the sunset and get a great deal on that twilight tea time. Uh, yes, definitely. Kepler, absolutely cannot wait for playoff hockey. It's going to be so fun to see how this team does no matter what. And then also, oh, God, Dylan, why would you have to remind me? I just started to trauma block that from my memory. I'm sorry. X-Kid-Z, <laughs> um, if Berkey comes back during the playoffs and everyone stays healthy, what kind of difference would that make? It's going to be really interesting because obviously I think Andre Burakovsky, having him in the lineup, is a big deal for the crack. And we've talked about how that kind of settles out the lines. It stabilizes things, but at the same time, he's missed a lot of time here and the lines have spent a lot of time building their own chemistry. If you inject him for just game one of the playoffs, do you think that that almost does more harm than good? I don't know. I don't know about more harm than good, but I will say there is, is a danger to that. And it's something that Ron Francis mentioned uh, when looking at trade deadline acquisitions, and do you want to just throw another player into here? What does that do for the chemistry, at least in the short term? Um, I, I still think the Kraken have a spot on that second line with Schwartz and Wenberg that they're still kind of trying to figure out and fill. And and so if Burakovsky goes into that spot, I, I don't think it'll do more harm than good. Yeah. Daniel, you all remember when we beat Vegas in Vegas this year? They had such a hard time getting the puck out of their own end so they could pull their goalie, and when they finally did, they couldn't get a shot. I do remember the Kraken played suffocating defense in that game, and it took a 1,000% buy into that system, and it took them playing, like, mistake-free hockey the entire 60 minutes. And I do think that, look, the Kraken are capable of doing that. They're capable of doing that on Thursday. They're capable of doing that in the playoffs. It's just that is so taxing on you physically, mentally, emotionally. I don't know that you can you can count on having to do that through a full playoff series. It's tough. I mean, you, you, it's hard to do it for two, three games in a row even. But we know when the Kraken are at their best and they play that way, they can beat anybody. But, yeah, I mean, that's that's the reason that they're not – I mean, look, they beat Boston. That's the reason they're not 82 and 0, though, is because they, they you cannot yeah. play that way every single game. Yeah. If they could, you know, they, they might be undefeated. Um, it's it's just one of those things where you've got to kind of pick your moments and and just limit the mistakes. Just again, just don't kill yourself. That's that's what it is. I mean, it's it's just the defensive mistakes, the unforced errors, things like that mm -hmm. that aren't necessarily taxing to avoid. It's just the mental focus. Yep, exactly. Uh, Kalen, anyone wonder about the fact that the Kraken haven't lost more than three games in a row? That would mean we won't. That mean we won't be swept. That is very true. We have avoided the three-game losing streak all season long. That does that does bode very, very, very well for the playoffs. Yeah, as as much as the Kraken will be underdogs, no matter who they play, I am very confident, just given what this team has done, that they won't get swept. At least, at least that. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Uh, Lindsay, Dylan, there's still hope for the Pens if the Habs can beat the Islanders tomorrow. Oof, good luck, buddy. Yeah, it's not happening. <laughs> um, all right, so the, here we go. From Bahrain, uh, Western Conference had seven of eight teams with 100-plus points in 2009-10 and 06-07. 
So those two seasons. And then the Eastern Conference had seven of eight teams with 100 plus points in the 0506 season and in uh, and uh, eight and eight and eight in 2122. Wow. The East was good last year. I mean, I knew they were good last year, but like that's incredible. That's yeah. awesome. And thank you so much for, for digging that up and adding that to the post game. Mid post game, too. I mean, that's impressive. Yeah. Like, not a lot of time to do that. Oh, definitely, definitely. Uh, gonna go ahead and give a last call here as well for everybody. X Kid Z been watching most 7 p.m. games the next day because of early morning online classes with the school on the East Coast. I'm definitely staying up for all playoff games. Yeah, I mean, you have to. It's 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 one thing in the regular season, try to catch up on everything the next day, RJ. But the playoffs, they need to be watched live. They just do. For all the emotions and the stress and all the the joyous celebration, all of that, that is the other aspect. Be ready to just not be working on your full allotment of sleep, everybody. Just start getting prepared now. Yep, sacrifices have to be made for playoff hockey, and often that is sleep. Uh, usually when you get those multiple overtime games, you just kind of accept that you're, you're not going to get much uh, sleep for the next day. But you know what? It's worth it. Yeah, it is. And, you know, there are those, as we talked about, those double, triple overtime games and you're finishing that game at like one in the morning and you're just like, all right, here we go. I, I just finished this game and I'm either really happy, really sad, and I have to somehow fall asleep immediately. It's like, all right. Yeah, good luck. <laughs> it's, it's, uh, but it's also, I, I wouldn't trade the memories I have of those either. Like, it's just fantastic yeah. stuff. Uh, Habak must be nice to have a McDavid. So when your team is playing mid, he can put on a one man show and still win you the game. Not fair. Tell me about it. That's yeah. what I'm worried about though, with teams like Edmonton or even with the Colorado is Nathan McKinnon can do that. Like it's, it's scary. It scares me. I know star players are, are just another level. I mean, it's part of what makes the NHL so fun, but man, it's scary to go up against. Yeah. Pablo, if the Kraken win the cup, will you throw a party, dude? We will throw the biggest, baddest party. I mean, all over the place. We'll probably throw multiple parties, different places. <laughs> but you know, one of those places would be Queen Anne Beer Hall. Sure would. Post game live. <laughs> that, that would probably be the biggest, best party. And you know what, Dylan? You would be there. Yes, we would I see would. to it that you oh, were yeah. there. Oh, yeah. We would. It would be a whole thing for sure, for sure. Cannot wait for the day in which we can do that because um, it will happen one day. Firmly, firmly believe it. Totally believe it. Uh, all right, everybody. Thanks so much for joining Post Game Live tonight. You know, the game was a little rough, but we got to see RJ in front of the castle. That's pretty cool. Yeah. How about this background? All right, I'm going to go storm the castle now, see if I can get any treasure uh, to take back with me to Seattle. All right. Sounds good. Have a safe trip back up to Seattle, RJ. As for everybody else, thanks so much for joining us for this one, and we will see you all next time.